Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football. It's your host, Jeremy Mountain, here with another episode of Blue Mouth. It's Jets Week. New York Jets are coming to Orchard Park. It's going to be a little bit of a cold one. We're going to talk a little bit of Mike White. We're going to tell you five things that the Buffalo Bills are going to need to do to win this game on Sunday. And then, of course, on the back end, we will, as always, pick the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. So let's get rocking. It's been somewhat of a mini buy for the Buffalo Bills. Long, long break as they head into the final stretch of this 2022 season couple of tests still on the schedule obviously this week a tough Jets team that beat them in New York earlier in the year and obviously Joe Burr getting a little bit hot in the AFC Lamar Jackson down with an injury we'll talk a little bit about the AFC North on the back end but this is a big game for Buffalo Uh, they need this they are in the one seed but with the news of Von Miller Obviously, there's a little bit of a tight butthole feeling around the locker room and around Western New York. It's been a while since we graded Josh and Ken, but they're on the right track. I think that the overall attack on offense has been perfect. A lot more run game, bringing James Cook along nicely. Today, I want to focus on the opponent. I got five things here that you'll have to keep your eye on and... The Buffalo Bills will have to keep their eye on if they want to come out on top this Sunday. Number one here, leading off, vintage Mike White. He's got the old high haircut like Johnny Unitas almost. He throws a really old school ball over the top. And the way that it spins, it almost looks like one of those old NFL films. Vintage tapes I wasn't a huge fan of Mike White last year I didn't think that he was that impressive but I'll be honest this year I've seen a little bit of him and I think that he looks pretty good he's vintage but he gets it done he's not afraid and he's not afraid to let it rip and I think that he'll give the Bills a couple of chances on Sunday and if they can catch it and make a play they're going to come out on top but cold wet balls tough to catch obviously Mike White is going to have a huge huge role on Sunday for the Jets so we'll be keeping obviously a big big blue mafia eye on him number two There's skills everywhere on the offense for the Jets. Uh, It's clear why they were so pushy to move forward with Mike White when Zach Wilson got a little bit of an attitude in the press conference a couple weeks ago. There's skills all around on the offensive side and defensive side for the Jets, but Garrett Wilson is a legitimate potential superstar in the making even little Braxton Berrios former Miami Hurricane makes a difference for them he has makes a lot of little gadget plays almost like an Isaiah McKenzie type figure 
And Elijah Moore, a guy that was basically asking out of New York, is now back in a position where he's making plays for the Jets, and he's doing that with Mike White under center. Really, really tough to see Brees Hall go down to injury earlier in the year. You don't know where this Jets team would be right now if he was healthy. But Michael Carter is healthy. He will be back, and he's a pretty tough running back. Uh, he's going to be coming off the bench because they have a young young guy coming in who had a pretty decent week last week, and Salah seems to go with the hot hand, and there's a lot of hot hands on the receiving core and in the tight end room. Conklin, Tyler, Cock- Tyler Conklin, and C.J. Uzoma both both pretty good blockers pretty good playmakers Zoma obviously if you remember he played with the Bungles a couple years ago with Joe Burr um unfortunate to see no Brees Hall once again but I really do like Michael Carter and I think that he's a pretty talented back and I think that they're gonna need to lean on him in the run game and in dump downs and this linebacking core obviously for the Bills is good against pass not always great against the run but they seem to have shored that up on defense buffalo that is everybody all week has been saying that the jets can be run on so it'll be interesting to see what devin singletary and james cook bring to the table and still waiting to see a breakout game from naheem hines number five lastly sauce he's a great player uh, but I think he gets away with a lot on hands, and I think that Stefan Diggs, as always, will take this as a personal challenge. C.J. Mosley is a warrior, and those two make up both four and five here because the front four is tough for the Jets, but C.J. Mosley, to me, is just one of those guys that always seems to give Josh Allen a hellish day. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments, but I do believe he was the one that knocked the ball out of Josh Allen's hand when he came through and hurt the elbow versus the Jets. I believe that's true. You'll have to fact check me on that. But that Mosley always, much like Bud Dupree, much like um, Melvin Ingram, all three always give Josh Allen a tough time. And I believe it was last year, maybe the year before, once Mosley got hurt is when the Bills put the foot on the gas pedal versus New York. So didn't want to skip over C.J. Mosley, but Sauce Gardner, number five, he is a very talented player. Um, I'm sure he's going to be around for a while. But I am also sure that now that Josh Allen's elbow is feeling a little bit better, they won't be afraid to take a couple shots, particularly at Sauce. So we will have to see if he's up for the challenge again. And I'm also interested to see if it's a little bit chilly once it gets a little bit cold, how the sauce looks in the cold in the frozen tundra of Orchard Park. 
So that's it. I'll give you my final notes and prediction on the game tomorrow morning at bluemafia.com on the pregame dump where we hashtag book it every week with our prediction heading to off. So I appreciate it. We'll see you on the other side for the implications. Because of the implication. I know, because of the implication. Why aren't you understanding this? I don't... It's been a wild ride here on the implications all year long, but we're getting real, real close. Have some tough news to break. The OG League, I believe I will be eliminated from playoff contention tomorrow. But on the bright side, in the family league, eleven and two, maybe ten and two, eleven and eleven and two. We've only got about two or three losses, but that one's going really well. We've got Hertz, we've got AJ, we've got Jamar Chase. So we're going to have a shot. We lost Brees Hall in that league. But in reality, back on earth, we've got all kinds of good quarterback in this week. This is not one of those weeks that they were talking a couple weeks ago about how the game was. Every game was trash. That's all everyone kept saying. This week, not a trash week. It was tough to pick which five of these games would be the top five with implications because almost every game this week was not only a good matchup, but was also big playoff impies. We're getting close. This is ride or die time for every team on this list. But almost every team in the league, you know, top 20 teams all kind of have a shot right now. So it'll be interesting to see. We got number one here. Goff versus Kirk. The Lions are favored despite, I believe, a 5-7 and seven record. And the Vikings are 10-2. and two. And I am sort of sick of everyone saying that the Vikings aren't that good because I'm trying to find what it is that they're not good at. They're a strong defensive team with leaders on the back end. They have the best receiver in the NFL. They have one of the top 5, 10 running backs in the NFL. I don't see the problem with the Vikings, and I think that they're going to be in it for the long haul, and I think they have something to prove this Sunday against the Lions. One quick note, I did find it interesting, once again, thinking about how they got blew out, blown out by the Cowboys. Stefan Diggs, Trevon Diggs. You wonder. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys played them the week after Buffalo and really, really took it to the Vikings and caused everyone to think that they're not a good team. But I do believe that they have a strong chance to go almost to the show. I mean, is barring injury with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, as long as Kirk plays how he has been playing, they're tough to beat. So we'll keep our eye on that one. Number two, Lamar is out. Huntley in. Pickett in. Pickett with a chance to make the playoffs. Mike Tomlin's still trying to not have a losing record for the first time in his career. I always get Tyler Huntley mixed up with Brett Huntley. But Huntley for the Ravens 
great athlete, pretty good fighter. I've never been a real big fan of the Greg Roman offense for the quarterback. I think it sort of puts them in a limited position oftentimes, and this dude seems like he could spin the rock every time he plays. So I say let him spin it, pick it, giving them a chance, but not able to ever find George Pickens for some reason. Number three, Dimes versus Hertz once again. NFC East matchup, Dable trying to limp into the playoffs and make himself feel like he really did turn his team around because if they don't make the playoffs, it could be a clean house next year with Saquon and Danny Dimes both on their way out uh, after a hot start. Eagles still flying high. Big, big game last week. They really took it to Tanny and the Titans. Huge game after a dirty, dirty hit, dirty bird hit in the end zone on Traylon Burks. Hopefully he plays tomorrow. Uh, he's out, actually. I have to play Greg Dulcich in the tight end slash flex. Hurts uh, is tough. I don't know. I don't think Dimes has a very good chance in that one. Brady versus Purdy. Do we have a little bit of a passing of the torch? Could you write a better story? Literally, mystery relevant, taking on Tom Brady. Another borderline, if not Mr. Irrelevant in the draft. Brock Purdy's a tough kid. He played at Iowa State with Brees Hall and with another very good running back. Uh, can't remember his name. But that Brock Purdy showed everybody how it was done last week. And the more film that NFL defenses get, defenses get on him, obviously the more difficult his life is going to become. But hey, maybe he's another Heineke story. Maybe he's exactly what this team needed. They say that he is good in scout team. They say he was tearing up the starting defense. So, hey, I'm all for seeing the Purdy take over and take this 49ers team to the promised land. Number five, Tua versus Herbie. Big playoff implications purely on the fact that we, as Bills fans, sort of do want to see Herbie take down the Dolphins here because we have the Dolphins next week. But I'm a little bit of a fan of Mike McDaniel, and I'm interested to see how they're going to respond after last week losing to the 49ers and a backup quarterback. You know, they obviously had a plan for Jimmy G, and it's... Not every day that you have to go up against a backup quarterback who's going to play the game of his life. But Herbie Hancock, I've got him on the bench this week behind Geno in the OG League with a 17% chance to make the playoffs because I'm just sick of Herbie and the Chargers. I'm done with them. I'm done with them. I like them, they're talented. They're like a rental team renting a stadium. Why do they have two teams in L.A.? Unnecessary. So let's pick these and get you out of here so you can continue on with your day. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Number one, Goff, Kirk, got to go Vikings. Like I said, I trust them. I trust the coach. I do. Can't lie. Huntley, pick it. I'm going Steelers because I think they're going to leak 
into the playoffs with the Ravens losing Lamar Jackson. I've got Hurts over Dimes because the Eagles probably going to the Super Bowl. I don't see the NFL letting Brady beat Purdy. I don't think that's in Brady's contract. But we're picking Purdy anyways. Because the 49ers are tough either way. And then we have the Dolphins. So that's Kirk, Pickett, Hurts, Purdy, Tua. Your five predictive winning quarterbacks on the implications, baby. Thanks for listening. Great seeing everybody at the Maryvale Basketball Alumni Tournament this morning. Shout out the Kenzies, the Moors, and the Wendlings, and the rest of the Maryvale family. It was great at seeing everybody. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the other side tomorrow morning on BlueMafia.com. See you.